Matthew chapter 5, verse 5. Remember that from last week? Blessed are the, for they shall, yeah, somebody wants an inheritance this morning? Yeah, yeah, like that idea. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. This is, uh, this is an incredible dynamic. It's, it's hugely important that we understand what it means to be meek. And uh, one, that we can inherit the earth, but it's also a, it's also a kingdom of value. And it's, part, it's, a, it's a value that's foundation to our faith. And meekness is not weakness, right? Meekness is not weakness. In order to develop meekness in our life, we need to have a spirit that is willing, willing to yield. Right? What does it mean to be willing to yield? Someone tell me. Listen? Yeah? Anyone else? Someone who's willing to yield, they, they can trust, yeah? So what does meekness mean? What is, what's the definition of meekness that we talk about? Harness strength. We talked about the horsey, that we're not breaking a spirit, but we've, tweet, we've taught the horse to learn to yield. So meekness is strength that's been brought under control, or power that has been brought under control. In order to develop meekness, we also need to develop a spirit that is willing to yield. And the will is a what? Our will is the part of our life that is what? It's our decision-making capacity. It's, it's the faculty inside of our life that really sets the direction of our life. Right? Our life is full of choices. You are where you are today because you have made a collective of choices. Right? So our choices really determine the type of life that we have. Uh, the Bible talks about let us walk in the Spirit. It means let our choices be what? Guided by the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit influence our life. So it's our will, that the faculty, that the part of our life, which is our will, the part of our soul, our will, really is the part that sets Sets the course, whether we choose this way or whether we choose this way. All that there, it's kind of like our will is the gatekeeper. So all of us have surrounding influences in our life. There are, there are circumstantials, circumstances that can influence us. Our environment can influence us. Churchill said, you know, you, you shape the building and then the building shapes you. So our environment can shape us. Another thing that can influence our, our decisions is our, our senses, our physical senses. What's something else? Our mind. Our, our mind, our beliefs, how we see the world, how we interpret the world, what, are, what we believe or assume about the world. All of these things shape how, how and where we set the course, our, life, our life's direction. Our spirit, also something that could influence us. God is spirit. That's what we talk about. The Bible says, let us walk, therefore, in the spirit. Why? Because we have a choice whether we can not walk with the spirit or we can walk in the Spirit. You have a choice of who you are going to and what you're going to let influence your decision-making faculty. And herein lies a, the issue of a spirit that is willing to yield. So either we are willing to yield or we are unwilling to yield. Our salvation is based on this principle alone. Will you yield or will you not? Are you willing to Yield, are you willing to entrust your life or are you willing to, or you want to just hold on to it yourself? That's the guts of salvation. I've tried to save myself, it hasn't worked. I tried to do it my way, but it hasn't worked. 
I've tried to redeem my own soul, but it doesn't work. I can't seem to redeem it. In the end, it doesn't matter what I spend, it doesn't matter what advertising I see. I've tried all these things, and there is no, there's only one way. It's to yield up and say, I am a sinner. Help me, Lord. Is that not the basis of salvation? Yeah. So a spirit that is willing to yield, that's essentially the core of salvation. It's a kingdom value. However, it can look like, to some people, somebody that's going to roll over. You are not a, a spirit. Uh, meekness is not weakness. A spirit that is willing to yield is not a spirit that gives up easily. They, quite, they can look very similar, but they're very much poles apart. Unless I believe this, unless you have been born again, unless you have... Um, Receive Christ into your heart. How can you get a hold of a kingdom value if you never met the king? How can you understand, how, how can we begin to see what meekness truly is unless we've first touched the heart of the king, Jesus Christ? When we see meekness, when we are willing to yield, we're not giving up, we're not quitting, actually what I'm doing is I'm entrusting my life into somebody's hands. I'm willing to give up control of power. I'm willing to give up control of my own strength into the hands of somebody else. It's interesting, you know, the Bible talks in James 5, it's wisdom that comes from above is willing to yield. One of the, one of the facets, that, one of the ways that you can know if somebody wants to receive godly wisdom is are they coming in a spirit that is willing to yield? How many people you can, you can tell a a strong-headed person anywhere. <laughs> you know, yeah, you come into a place and they're a strong-willed person. They just know what they want, know how it's going to work. Uh, you can tell it a mile away. And so when somebody comes and says, I've heard from God, and they simply won't even, not even be, be prepared to budge. It can sound spiritual, but actually it can often be coming in a spirit that is unwilling to yield. You can see it a long way away. <laughs> A spirit that is willing to yield. This morning I want to talk about circumstances because circumstances, when we're faced with circumstances in our life, it certainly shows how, whether we have a spirit that is willing to yield and how exactly that looks. So for some people, they give up on circumstances. All of us at some point will face uh, circumstances around us that will cause us or will try and influence you to give up and quit, to throw in the towel. That is not yielding. That's quitting. Friends, it's not what you are in, but it's what's in you, which really counts. So your circumstances can be, your environment can be in a place where it's not very nice. But if you have got a spirit that is willing to yield, it's not meaning that you're a quitter. Not at all. Some people, they're quitters. If they're quitters, that tells me this. I have to ask the question, have they really entrusted their lives to God? Because when I entrust my life to the Lord, that's what I do. <laughs> I really do entrust. It means, Holy Spirit, doesn't matter what comes my way. It doesn't matter what's going on inside me. It doesn't matter what's going on around me. I'm not going to quit. However, I will trust you. If you look at um, 
the story of uh, Joseph, for example. Look at Joseph. Joseph was a young man who he had a big dream. Yeah, sure, many people here today you've got big dreams inside of your life. Joseph had a dream. And he got this coat of many colours, and and uh, and we know the story that he had this dream, and and he had this, and he talked about his dream. And he said, you know, the, the, the sheaths are going to bow down, and your sheaths are going to bow down to my sheaths. In other words, he had a dream of greatness. And I believe that God puts these things in our heart. God puts a, a dream of greatness in your heart and, and my heart. I wonder what dream God has placed in your heart. And so when we read the story, and uh, that Joseph's brothers grew envious of him, and, they, and one of them said, hey, let's kill this guy. Yeah. When you've got a big dream inside of your heart, you know, people are going to want to shut that down. And so, and so one of the other brothers said, no, 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 let's not kill him, let's just put him in a pit. And so one of the first things they did was they ended up selling Joseph. We're talking about a, we all know the story, but just imagine if you didn't know the end of the story. Here you have a dream, it looked like things were going well for a while, but then your own family sells you out. Your older brother wants to kill you. One of the other older brothers said, oh, let's just not kill him. Let's just put him in a pit and just pretend that he's dead. For some people here today, you may have come from a broken family. Your circumstances in your family may not be so good. Friends, you don't need to just go there and quit on life. Joseph Joseph never quit on on, on life. He didn't just sit in the hole and just, no, 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 no. For some people here, you may have had a, uh, an environment, maybe an environment which has been very tough. Maybe you have been sold. I mean, I don't want to assume that no one... But there are people I know that have been kept in, in slavery, even in places close nearby. Sold into slavery by his own family. And then we know that we go, and then he gets sold again. He gets sold again into the house of Potiphar. You're not just sold once. You've just been traded like a piece of meat. That's all. But yet inside, you've got this dream of greatness. Some people quit way earlier on. <laughs> so when he's in Potiphar's house, the Bible said that he, was, he found great favor with Potiphar, and he started to, his life started to look better for a while. He looked handsome, he was smart, he was pretty more much like Pete Hillman here, he's a good-looking guy. <laughs> And then Potiphar's wife looked at him and desired him. Next thing you know, you see that Joseph has been falsely accused. Bang! Back in jail again. So he's in jail and he finds the favor of God in his life in jail. One of the things you don't hear you don't hear him quitting, you don't hear him quitting, and you don't hear him complaining. So while he's in jail, the, the favor of God comes upon him in there. He lives a life that is upright. He lives a life that, that draws the favor of God and draws the favor of people. And then these two guys are in the king's service, the, the baker and the cupbearer. They get themselves into trouble and they need some advice. So he gives them some advice. And basically, remember me, I'm going to help you out, y'all. I'm going to help you out. So just remember that I'm helping you out. I'm helping you out of a tricky situation. And so both these guys get their dreams interpreted. 
But none of them, not either one of them, remember him. They just forget him. And so he finds himself not only sold in slavery twice, falsely accused, and then completely forgotten about after he's helped two guys out. Has Joseph ever quit in this place? No. For some people, what they find themselves, they, when they get into, a, a, into circumstances that are negative or circumstances that are troubling them, people end up quitting in life. But this is not the spirit that Joseph had in his life. I believe that Joseph had a spirit that was willing to yield. Remember, blessed are the meek, for they shall... Meekness comes by having a spirit that is willing to yield. Having a spirit that is willing to yield comes from a place of conflict. If you're going to yield, there has to be a conflict somewhere. To a certain, to a, to a lesser degree or a greater degree, there has to be a level of conflict. Otherwise, there's no need to yield. Whether it's a, a discussion or whether it's something that's opposing you or something that's not agreeing with you, something that's standing in your way, something that's oppressing you, whatever it is, there has to be a conflict somewhere for you to develop a spirit that is willing to yield. When we talked about conflict a little while ago, all of us are going to face conflict. It's inevitable. But how you approach conflict and how you treat conflict will either keep you in a place of confinement and chains or it provides an opportunity for you to grow and enlarge. There's only two ways a conflict can result. Can, can result. Either a bust up or coming together and a forging in our, of something in our life. Any conflict, whether it's a, an argument with your wife or your kids or wherever that is. So here Joseph is at a place of conflict. And do you ever, ever hear Joseph, ever once, Complain. Joseph never quit. He must have always held on to that dream that one day God was going to use him. God would raise him up. Held on to that dream inside of his heart that he had from a young kid. So in other words, it doesn't matter what's going on inside of my life. I may have been sold by my family. You may have been betrayed by people that were supposed to be looking after you. You may have been forgotten about after you've helped somebody, whatever's happened to you, whatever circumstance has gone on inside of your life. See, the thing about Joseph was this. Joseph felt conflict all his life until this point. Conflict with family, conflict with the boss, conflict with friends, conflict with people around him. The one thing that didn't change was this. We had a spirit that was willing to yield. He had a spirit not willing to give up and quit. But inside of his heart, he had a spirit that was willing to entrust his life and make sure his life was entrusted into the, the one who would never leave him. And that's the Heavenly Father. All of us today will face conflict. You'll face conflict sometime today, at some point. Guaranteed. What are we going to have for tea? Uh, chicken, no. Salad. No? Chicken, salad. No? I don't want chicken. It's roast chicken, fried chicken, whatever. You're going to face conflict. Maybe you're here today and you're facing conflict somewhere in your life. The fact that you are here today tells me that you have not quit and given up. The fact that you're here today tells me that there's something still alive inside of your heart 
that something inside of your heart is still willing to hope and put your trust in God. And one of the things that you know is eventually the time came for Joseph. The time came for Joseph when he was brought to the king's service. All that time of betrayal, slavery, all of that. All of that came to a point where God was about to lift him up. And we know from the, reading the story that Pharaoh made him the most, second most powerful person in Egypt. So basically he was the second, he was number two boss in the whole world. Egypt at that point was a superpower and he was number two. He came from a place of slavery to number two in the nation. Amen. Blessed are the for shall Spirit of meekness comes by a spirit that is willing to yield, willing to let go of control. What? There's good control in our life, there's bad control in our life. If you are completely without control, you're probably living in a life of anarchy. <laughs> what we're talking about is are you living a life that you are willing to, no matter what is going on inside of your life, are you willing? To trust the Lord. Are you willing to trust that no matter what is going on, no matter who's done what to you, to hold on that one day God will come through for me? Because He is, my friends, the beginning and the end. It doesn't matter what your circumstances may look right now. It doesn't matter. There is something inside of you. When you receive Jesus Christ, His Spirit comes and lives inside of you. He is our living hope. He's not a dead hope. He's not a dead hope today. He's not a dead horse. He is your living hope today. Will you develop? Will you be willing this morning to have a spirit that is willing to yield? Or will you still try and save your life? One of the things I've found for, for many people, we come and we receive Jesus Christ as Savior but when it comes to receiving him as Lord, that's a different story. Let's people this morning, let's entrust our lives afresh into his hand. How willing are you allowed, how willing are you to let somebody speak into and shape your life? How willing are you? The Bible talks about, let us submit ourselves one to another. We're all good with submitting ourselves to God, but when it comes to submitting ourselves to one another, well, that's a different story. That really shows whether we have a spirit that is willing to yield. Otherwise, it could be just acting. Christians are good at acting. Lord, I yield my heart to you. Okay. I'll send somebody just to speak in and shape into your life. Oh. Yield to you, Lord, but not... person doesn't know what they're talking about, Lord. Get behind me, Satan. I know what you're thinking. I've been there myself. (laughs) Lord, I submit to you. I yield to you. you. Give me the earth. Okay. I hear you. Come and talk to this person. Just adjust them a little bit. See if they're willing to yield. Let's talk to them about keeping their love on. (laughs) 
Lord, I love you, Lord. But that husband of mine, I'm not sure whether I'm willing to yield to him. However, the Bible does say something about what was the. Talking about husbands love your wives. Just, yeah. Yeah. Blessed are the what? For they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are the meek. It's going to take conflict. And how many people know in this? I don't know about you, but keeping your love on. Brings you into a place of conflict. (laughs) You know that, right? (laughs) At some point, when you're in conflict, that's all part of keeping your love on, isn't it? He's telling me. It's good. He's going to remind me afterwards. Keep your love on. Are we willing to keep our love on? Yes. Because sometimes we do turn it off, don't we? Amen. Well, I do. I do. And if I know you do, it's probably likely that some of you all do as well. But that's all part of having a spirit that is willing to yield. That is one way that you can develop that, is by reading the course and going through that and asking Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, where am I trying to be right? Where am I trying to control the situation? Where am I allowing fear and, and, um, to dominate my life and where I try and control the situation? This is why we're doing keeping your love on because God wants good things for you. But to get them, sometimes you've just got to be willing to. And all the husbands said, oh, doesn't know what he's talking about anyway. You don't know my wife. (laughs) Well, you don't know my husband. (laughs) Does it really matter? (laughs) Does it really, really matter? It's just the kingdom principle. You're not quitting. You're just rising up in your heart and saying, I'm just going to let go of trying to control and trying to save myself. And trust that the Lord will lead me. That the Lord will work it all out. Trust at the end of the day, he's still on the throne. And nothing's ever going to change that. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. Blessed are the, for they shall. And how do we get meekness? By having a, a yielded spirit. How, what's it going to take to have a yielded spirit? It's going to take a little bit of conflict. But we're going to make a decision this morning to keep our love on. Love on, love on not love off. <laughs> Why don't you just close your eyes here this morning? Holy Spirit, thank you so much for your tremendous grace, your tremendous mercy that you show us. That even while we were still sinners, that you reached out to us and that you loved us. For some of us, Lord, we've been Christians for a long time. We, we said a sinner's prayer about a hundred years ago and maybe two hundred years ago we said a sinner's prayer. But
but really forgot what it means to have a yielded spirit. Lord, forgive us where we have allowed pride to come back into our life and tried to control ourselves. Try and force the environment to make it all fit for us. Holy Spirit, forgive us of our pride and our arrogance. Holy Spirit, we pray. I pray the whole this morning, Holy Spirit, that you would come and show us areas of our heart where we're still hard and areas of our mind where we're just full of pride and we're just unwilling to submit or unwilling to yield. Help us, Holy Spirit. Give us the grace, I pray, to let go of control and to entrust our lives afresh to you today. Thank you, Lord, for your love for us. I thank you that you love the person next to us. You know the circumstances that all of us are facing. Some people this morning are facing pretty tough, they're in a pretty tough environment. I pray today, Holy Spirit, that you would speak to them and keep the dream alive inside of their hearts. I'll finish with this. In Genesis chapter 45, verse 4 and 5, when Joseph eventually speaks to his brothers, he says this, You sold me. In verse verse 5 it says, But God sent me. Same circumstance. What you intended for evil, God intended it for good. You sold me, but God sent me. Somebody may have sold you. Some people may have done something to you. Somebody's intention to you may have been evil. But God meant it for good. Somebody may have tried to sell you. But maybe God sent you. The word but talks about, it acknowledges something that is bad. But it tells us, it puts the emphasis on the good that's about to happen. What will you emphasize in your life today? Will you emphasize the fact that you have been sold? Will you emphasize what's going to make the headline in your life? What are you going to fix your eyes upon? Are you going to fix your eyes upon the fact that you were sold and treated so badly? You were sold twice, that you were dealt hard with by your boss and forgotten about and all that sort of stuff. Is that what's going to take the headline inside of your life? Is the fact that you may have been sexually abused or or anything like that, you may have failed or bankrupt or things like that, is that what's going to take the headline in your life? Or is it going to be the but God reached out and touched me? But God, something may have sent it, meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. You sold me, but God sent me. God sent you. He is the lifter of our eyes. Are you going to emphasize what they did to you? 
or are you going to emphasize and trust? Look what God did. When you're in the middle of it, that's when it's tough. But when you come through, you can say, but God meant it for good. God meant it for good. God meant it for good. God sent you. It may look like you were sold, but no, God sent you. God sent you. Amen. Amen. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. It's a big inheritance. It's a pretty good one. (laughs) To develop meekness, we need to have a spirit that is yielded or willing to yield. We're going to make a decision today that when we come into conflict, let's come back. Holy Spirit, am I going to entrust you in this? doesn't matter what it's looking like. Am I going to trust that you can work this out? Or am I going to hold on to it and try and fix it myself? Or we're going to keep our love on and say, Holy Spirit, I let go of control. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen.